We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. Joining me for this episode is Ricardo Alves. Coaches online, social media, probably well aware of his work. Football analyst with a degree in sports science, physical education, masters in sports training with a specialization in football and game analysis and currently doing a PhD in sports science along with the UEFA B. So fantastic insight. He's also worked with the senior team at CD Tonella, who play in the Portuguese first division. So we talk about not only match analysis, but the process of match analysis and then aligning that with staff and players structuring around the club. So a lot of great stuff from Ricardo. Love to hear your thoughts as always at Gary Kernin on Twitter, at Gary Kernin on Instagram. Before we begin, a quick reminder to listeners to set aside five minutes today to get online and check out Sports Lab 360. We're excited about the work they are doing to help educate and develop players from a soccer IQ perspective. More to come at the halfway point with an exclusive Modern Soccer Coach podcast offer. Here is Ricardo. Enjoy. Ricardo, thanks so much for joining me today on the Modern Soccer Coach podcast. Excited to have you on. Hi, Gary, and hi, everyone. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. It's always a pleasure. So we're going to talk match analysis, and, and obviously you've... You've worked at the youth level and the professional level. From your point of view, what is the starting point when you analyze a game? Do you have a, a set template that you follow doing your review or does it change from game to game? We have a specific uh, review, of course. Uh, we got all the details, uh, information that we want to analyze written. and. Uh, for example, if you're going to analyze just one match, uh, of course you're going to uh, to see their tactical their tactical aspects, uh, which players are in the starting eleven, which ones are the substitutes, the substitutions along the game, if the tactical systems changes along the game, and even with the the introduction of the new new players in the in the field. And, and of course, the, all the game moments, the offensive organization, the, the transitions and defensive organization, and uh, and of course the set pieces. And then you can do uh, as well to complement the, the report and analysis of the, all the individual players that played uh, on that game. Is that individual review then? Is that... Is that done from every touch or is that done with specific decisions or, or aligned with specific moments in the game? Yeah, yes, but uh, mainly uh, you do the... And when we, I was working at the pro level in, the last, in these last two years, we mainly do the strengths of the player and their weaknesses because the, the language that we use needs to be very... We need to we need to choose the very carefully the the language. Uh, we need to be very careful with the language because uh, if you're going to say that this player is good at, at this and and that, 
the, they might the interpret it, okay, I'm going to play against him, but he, it's like the, the best player in the world, you know? We need to be careful with the, the language that we use to the player. The more simple, bet, better. And of course, the strengths and weaknesses from from that player, and uh, how we want to to stop them. And now we and now we are going to to um, to take advantage of their their weaknesses, of course. Staying on that, then, Ricardo. Whenever you're aware of the language that you're using with the players. Are you aware of the level of information that you're giving the player and, and how does that change? If one player can engage with a lot of information, does that change with another one who maybe doesn't, isn't as open to information or how do you work through that? Uh, I think, uh, uh, first of all, we need to, to know the, our players at, uh, that are at our disposal. But uh, I will talk in a general way and then a specific way. Uh, in a general way, uh, used to, I used to do, and and uh, and uh, the other staff members we used to do in this way. We have a we we have a written report with uh, the key points of all the specific uh, information of that of the game moments, you know. And even the set pieces, the the tactical system uh, that the the team used to play on the last games, and uh, and of course uh, we write it down as well to the players, an individual aspect of of every uh, of every opponent player. Uh, at a specific way, I think I think more uh, players. Uh, and uh, I got this example, and even talking with uh, friends working at other clubs, they, they 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 said, and I agree with them. When we going to a specific level, and we 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 are going to show to the to our players, for example, some videos, you know, um, mainly the, the the players who play in the. In a defense, in a def in defensive sector, you know, mm -hmm. for example, central defenders, right and left and left back, they often use uh, they they often are uh, aware of that kind of information. They want to know the the movements uh, of the the strikers of the or the wingers that we will get uh, in the next in the next game, and even the goalkeepers want to to know. To know uh, that kind of information uh, as well. What role does statistical data play in your analysis? I think we uh, we need to be careful with the with the information that we give to the to the technical staff, to the to the coach, and even to the to the players mainly, uh, because of course statistical plays an important role. Uh, as the qualitative analysis, the video analysis, but uh, we need to be, be careful with uh, all the information that we gather, uh, and then we trans transmit to, to to the people around around. Uh, because sometimes more information doesn't mean quality information, and we need to be aware of that. The more simple and 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 more useful information is good because in the clubs, playing in the clubs, working in the clubs, we got 
very few time to 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 analyze the, all the, the information. But if you got uh, people people working, more people working in, in the specific departments, uh, it sure helps. And uh, 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 responding uh, to to your to your question, it's very important uh, statistical data. But we need to cross with the, the qualitative information. So one complements the other, not uh, all alone. I think for me, it's I look that in, in this in this way, you know. How many times do you watch the game? It's <laughs> uh, a good question. Um, for, for example, uh, if I I go, I going to to if our team is going to play. Uh, against an opponent uh, for example I analyze uh, uh, to three to four to four games uh, to to six and and I can complement with more more to to make six six games uh, but uh, when I'm watching one one game I only watch uh, watch it once mm-hmm. and then I watch what I cut it for for, for that game of the game moments of, of that game. Uh, but when I'm watching, uh, I'm watching the game, of course, I'm cutting the game in, in moments, dividing the game the game in moments. And um, I can go to, to backwards to see again what I did. It's I'm watching and then, okay, I stop. Let's see again this action. Okay, continue. If, I, if it's interesting information, I cut that that uh, information and put it on the on a video clip you know mm-hmm. uh, but uh, gen- generally I watch once the game but uh, it takes longer than 90 minutes you know that's why I like to to use for example if uh, we got plat- platforms uh, Scout and Winstat and uh, those platforms have the, the video the video game uh, without interruption so the game only endures one, one hour you know and uh, and we 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 cannot see the the interruption and it's more easy for us to to analyze the game how do you prepare your work you know to the head coach you mentioned a written report then is that you know is that like a dossier or is that a hundred page document is that a one page <laughs> overview what, what does that look like I think more, more so, no, it's not like a, a dossier, you know. Uh, um, in, a, in the previous two years, we do, uh, I did uh, in a several ways. Uh, I and uh, our team did in a several ways and then presented to the to the head coach. Uh, video, it's uh, it's very good to, to use. We use a lot of video, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we cut the, the video in game in-game moments, like I said previously, uh, and then, but uh, we cut the video from three to six games, like I said, and then we filtered that information. We got, for example, uh, I don't know, in an offensive organization, we can have uh, 50 uh, clips, you know, but you only, you, 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 we only going to show, for example, three of this those 50 you know uh, 
and all the same to the to the other to the other moments. We then uh, do a, a report. Uh, it's it's something simple because we have the technical re, uh, staff. Uh, we got the technical staff, and then we have a reunion, uh, all of us, and then we show to the to the co to the coach what to, we think is most most important. In that report, uh, when we are doing the report to then to then present to the coach, on that report, uh, for, we written down what the other team do, does in the, each moment of the game. And for example, they with the ball they do this, and okay, in our moment without the ball, we should do this to stop them. We should do this. To, to prevent those kind of situations like the other team does uh, and so on it's like the same thing to, to the other to the other moments uh, then uh, on that on that report we have to uh, detail information of, of all uh, individual analysis you you know then we we have to, like I said all, uh, previously, uh, we have also a report that uh, we give to the to the to the players to complement the analysis. Then, the, for example, if we work all together, it's more uh, it's more simple. But if you got if the coach got if you you have an analysis department in your in your club. Uh, the coach have uh, an assistant coach to filter the, that kind of information and give to, to the coach. What age group do you think coaches should start delivering post-game analysis to, you know, maybe not as detailed, but at some level they should start introducing it? I think uh, game analysis is very important and I think the, with the technological evolution, football grew, uh, grew very in very aspects of, of its game in very different different areas you know um, but I think uh, um, when you, you start to, to develop uh, uh, in a youth level 11 aside you know 11 against 11 you you can start to implement those kind of analysis in, in your team for example here in Portugal um, we only use in uh, under uh, 15 to and then so on but uh, mainly on the on teams that they are playing at the national level you know because they, they are uh, they are more uh, specific they're more specific age groups you know and uh, and they are competing in a different level than the than the regionals you know mm -hmm. uh, but uh, on that uh, on that age group, we mainly focus uh, on our uh, team team analysis. You know, in our in our team, we can focus something and in, in about uh, the opponent. But these in these categories or in this age group, uh, the kids are more uh, are more uh, able to receive information and then to develop. Them, themselves to, to achieve an higher level, you know, in the future. Just take a quick break here. Youth coaches, think about some of your biggest challenges. One that I frequently hear is simply the amount of time you have with your players. 
Have you ever finished a session only to realize that you didn't progress it to the point you had hoped to get to? That challenge is exactly why we're excited about the work being done by Sports Lab 360, a company with a great backstory and an even better product. As a coach, you can use the platform to make assignments focused on specific tactical principle, put in custom notes and track progress and scoring from your players. Coaches who have used the programs report more productivity and progression in training with players not only arriving more educated, but also with a greater desire to learn and grow on the soccer IQ side of the game. They are excited to offer MSC listeners 15% off club or team subscriptions with the code ROADSHOWPROMO1 or send them a note and tell them that Gary sent you to get an extra week on your free trial. Sports Lab 360, worth checking out for all coaches for sure. Back to Ricardo. You've got a degree in sports science and then in addition to that, you've got your coaching licenses as well. So I was wondering how important it is for an analyst and your experience to be able to work on the field or to be able to understand a variety of different aspects within the game. Uh, the degrees are, are, are uh, and the coaching badges are, are very important, uh, you know, because the, the, the the more you know, the more you are able to to do the, the work, you know. I think it's uh, it's important to an analyst and some coaches uh, look to that to that uh, to that thing uh, because uh, I I got to know some coaches who who think the analyst should stay in a higher in a higher ground filming the training session and coding the training session or and so and so on and uh, other coaches divide that to divide the work of the week with the analysts uh, in these days you go to the field because i think you should be on the field uh be close to the team and of course in a specific days uh you you are in a in a higher ground to in a uh, filming the training session and uh, and coding the the training session to to give uh, after the the analysis of, of that training session to to the technical to the technical stuff i think uh, it needs to be in here a balance you know because sometimes the, the analyst needs to go to a lower level to and sometimes the coach, even the coaches, needs to step uh, step off the, the field and go to a higher level to see the full picture of, of the of the training of the game. You know, uh, even uh, in a, I think in the last month, you the the national teams played and uh, the the, uh, the national side of Spain filmed a training session where the the head coach Luis Enrique leave the pitch and go to higher ground to see the practice, you know. Mm. Sometimes, the, I think it need, needs to be a, a balance here, you know. And, and, that, uh, and that balance motivates even more the analysts to do the, to do the work. Not all need to be off the field. They want to be off. If uh, the analyst is going into the field, I think it will motivate them. Well, especially with communication, right? Because you've got to be able to... You know how much of yes, your yes. have you have you experienced communicating where if you see a a tactical problem when where's the I suppose where's the balance or where does that become a physical issue as well? Do you have conversations with those departments as well? Yes, yes, uh, we got always uh, communicating with 
those those departments, you know, and uh, we are always because we 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 are all that departments are working to one purpose to to the team achieve the success to the to players achieve the the success, you know, and the success in a higher level is to win the game, to win the next game, to get points, you know. Uh, so I think it's it's fundamental. How can a coach improve their ability to analyze games? Uh, I think uh, not only the coach, but uh, an, an analyst as well, uh, improves their 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 quality to to analyze a, a game. But but I think everybody around the technical staff improves uh, anal- seeing matches. You know, because the more matches you you see, the the more your eye your eye your eye, your eyes are trying, you know, because and even more if you see, if you see uh, different uh, competitions, different uh, different championships, the more you are able to to train your eye. For example, um, in in Portugal in the first division, there, there are uh, 34 games. You know, if I analyze in each team. Uh, three to to six games. You have to only to multiply the the 34 matches with those those games that I, I analyze. There are more than 100 games that I will analyze. You know mm-hmm. that I will see. So the more the more you see, the more you train your eye. You know. I think it's uh, it's in this way. And then you personally. What coaches do you inspire you? What teams do you do you love watching play? What teams will you always try and catch on, on the uh, on the video? Uh, I have a lot uh, of coaches that uh, that uh, I like. Of course, uh, being Portuguese, you have to like of uh, John, Jose Mourinho. I like very much of Jose Mourinho. He won uh, everything that uh, he went through. Sorry, Ricardo. I'm going to ask you there just. So specifically, I'm a Jose fan as well, and, and obviously he divides opinion in the coaching community. What, what do you love about watching his teams play? Um, I think right now the, the, he started to be more pragmatic, you know, uh, started to, to look more in, in a, strategical, a strategical way. I think he prepares a lot... Uh, his teams, he got that ability to to prepare the the teams very very well, and you can see the example of uh, his former assistant coach uh, Andre Villas-Boas. You know, he was his analyst, and then he leaves Jose to start a coaching career as as well, and he went to SC Porto and and won everything with with Porto. You know. I think Jose prepares well the, the teams, and of course, the, he, he takes he takes advantage of, of everything. He he gets the best of of his players. You know, if you're going to see every interview that his players gave, they say the same thing. Uh, for example, you can take the, the example of Ibrahimovic. He said that Jose Mourinho gets the best of me, and I go to to the war with, with him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is my my opinion with with, with him, and 
when he started to coaching in, here in Portugal, he implements new new methods or training new training methods, you know, and uh, he started in implements that, and he got succeeded. He won in the first in he won the the, the old Euro, Euro League, Europa League, you know, and then he won in the next year he won the Champions League with FC Porto. Uh, you know, and then you know the history. You go, you go to Chelsea, you won. You go to Inter, you won. You go to Real Madrid, you won. He's a winning coach. He's a winning uh, coach. Of course, I like uh, as well uh, this this example. I think everyone li likes him. Uh, uh, after Alex Ferguson, I, I cannot forget him. I really enjoy to watch his Manchester United side on those days. Uh, right now. I like to watch Pep Guardiola's teams because of his ideas, the, the way he implements his ideas on his teams and develop, and the way he develops the teams. Uh, I'm enjoying as well this season. I, I, I see a lot of uh, Leeds United, Bielsa Leeds United. And, uh, but uh, I mainly I, I like... Uh, I have a few examples for each uh, category, you know. Mm. I like, for example, even I, I, I read a lot and I, I like reading uh, and, uh, and I, got, I like the, the type of uh, leadership that Carlo Ancelotti, for example, implements on, the, on his teams and, and so on. Last one for you, using visuals and graphics, you know, something that you obviously do quite a bit of on, on Twitter and social media. How important is it in in the delivery of the information when you analyze a game and you you can deliver it to a player who maybe consumes it in a way they would like to? Um, how important is that today? I think uh, those kind of softwares uh, that uh, gives uh, vi uh, great visual effects, like the the ones I use. Uh, in social media uh, and the ones I use it's the, the Kyron Ego software uh, Coach Paint and um, they, they are they are superb they are fantastic you know because uh, they can give you a perfect idea what you want to show to, to the players what the coach is what the coach is talking, uh, talking about for example if the coach is so uh, just a si uh, we'll show to the player just a simple video clip and he's talking and the players are listening but sometimes one, one another is distracted, distracted and, and then doesn't understand what the, the coach is talking about and those kind of softwares help the coaches to to transmit their, their idea you know the this kind of programs uh, the coaches, the coaches are able to to interact with with the with the players. You can see many examples of them on YouTube. You know, uh, for example, in the last week, I, I saw one uh, with Manchester City uh, in the youth level. You know, and they and they use, uh, for example, to talking to a player, and they are talking to the player. What do you think it should be your position? And with that kind of programs, they can they can interact with the player. The player can interact even on the board I can, uh, to choose where he thinks where he should be position and, and so on. This gives you a, a better insight to, to the game.
uh, you have of course a lot of uh, a lot of programs the ones that I use uh, have the ability to to, to track the, the player to, to, to have a tracking and uh, and the graphics are, are uh, really fantastic fantastic you know there are ones more simple who can where you can um, freeze the freeze the, the image and make drawings and then when the video are playing the, the, the video stops and shows those kind of animations but uh, coach paint uh, for me is uh, is the best brilliant brilliant well hey we appreciate all all that you post all the content that that comes out pretty regularly from you so i know i'm um, speaking on behalf of all the coaches really appreciate what you put out and and thanks so much for coming on ricardo we made it just in time for you to shoot off the training uh, thank you <laughs> yeah we made it <laughs> I, right on time right on time right on time thanks so much for coming on and uh we'll keep in touch okay gary thank you thank, thank you, you so much thanks so much to ricardo for his time and his insight there i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i find it pretty interesting that you know the the analysis and the level of tactical breakdowns that we are now exposed to basically online it's absolutely phenomenal i catch myself sometimes for getting lost in in threads and in video clips for 30 45 minutes because it's so in depth and it's presented by people who are you know at the top of their game there's some great accounts out there there's some great publications out there and it's really helping the coaching community get more exposure open awareness create a dialogue etc etc but it's not necessarily centered around improving our analysis of our own teams and our in-depth analysis to our players and staff ourselves and that's what I kind of wanted to do in these next couple of podcasts was bring on a couple of people from different backgrounds who are working in the professional game and see what the processes are in place and see what those reviews are in place and and quite often I feel that as coaches we're not consistent enough with our review process if we lose a game we spend six seven eight hours looking at video pointing out mistakes have an emergency meeting with players staff trying to fix things and if we win a match, you know, sometimes you get carried away in another side of emotion and don't take the same level of depth. And that consistency can hurt on both sides. So because the players will then invariably start acting the same way, if you're inconsistent with your processes, they will probably be inconsistent with their focus, their levels of attention, their levels of performance, their engagement, all that good stuff. So what I would like to try and promote, yeah, for coming forward especially with this podcast with ricardo was is what the objective of analysis is and we had louis lancaster on a few months ago when he was saying that you know problem solving for coaching it needs to get quicker there's no point in solving it three weeks after the game a nice fancy bit of video and he's completely right you know you've you've got to try and solve it on this on the touchline to make decisions or in your environment to make players better and there is a timeline based on that there so having you know using all the nice fancy analysis tools and uh, not doing anything with it to impact players or staff i think um you know we don't want to go down that road either as well as we don't want to go down a road of everyone analyzing tottenham liverpool barcelona we need to be doing it with our own teams we need to be doing it with our own players we need to be making our own staff conversations move towards what we're doing and how to facilitate that to our players so i thought ricardo did an absolutely brilliant job in how to align 
you know the the analysis to staff the analysis to players the analysis to sports science and we've said this a couple of times on the podcast the best environments are consistent the whole way through um, they know what they stand for in identity they know what their culture is and it moves pretty slowly and then whenever you know the tough times do happen or the great times do happen they don't get carried away so yeah I, f- I thought it was brilliant so we'd love to hear your thoughts as always at Gary Kareen on Instagram at Gary Kareen on Twitter always appreciate you listening to the podcast have a great week goodbye thank you for listening to the modern soccer coach podcast for more coaching topics sessions and resources head on over to coach Kernine on facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com